The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> you think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? <laughs> well, I mustn't have been paying attention. When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question And I listen more attentively There must have been something I'm only here because I have to be That wasn't quite so easy to see I'm here because I want to be Yeah, I know <laughs> I almost skipped the show again today People need to hear you. I know. I got nothing to say, though. That's the thing. You've always got something. Just make it up as I go along. Nobody cares, right? You're professional at it. Not making it up. I mean, (laughs) winging it. Everybody now. Wish you guys could see Chrissy dancing over on the <laughs> side here. It's pretty cute. It's been a couple weeks. I missed you. Uh, as a friend. Yes, as a friend. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how funny that is for so many other reasons. <laughs> I assume there's an underlying joke I'm not aware of. I'm probably the only guy in the world that has made it out of the friend zone. Oh, nice. On multiple occasions. Party. All right, thanks for coming, kids. Good night. Yeah, let's just listen to Mel all day. I love the Christmas, the link you sent me to him. Wasn't that great? That was so good. He was doing the Christmas song. Yep. That was awesome. I think Mel should do a Christmas album. Heck yeah. By the way, thanks for this. You have no idea how much I needed it. I knew you were going to need it Oh my God. Keep those coming. Have we ever made it all the way to the end of this song? I don't don't think so. What do we do when that happens? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's wait and see what happens at the end of the song. I think it just starts again or it just stops. Wait for it. Wait for it. (gasps) I'm like Radar and Mary. Oh. This is the extent of, of I, me dancing. That's it. I forgot that was a little hidden bit at the end. Yeah. I used to use this last part going going into break when I was on the radio. That's smart. That's so good. And then we used to use Shakira coming back. I miss I miss playing Shakira, but we can't because it's copyright. Yeah. Podcasts are so different than radio. All right. I guess we'll start the show. Hi, my name is Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. 
I'm not sure why. Here it's uh, <laughs> here at Studio Twenty One. So uh, positive. Hi, top two guys smoke shop at Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. Uh, so we weren't here last week, and I almost was not here today. I was uh, here. Chrissy was here though. <laughs> She's always here. Um, a few things I want to talk about. The Valley Patriot is on the streets as uh, it's it's being it's on the streets. If you're in Drakeit, Lawrence, or Methuen or Haverhill. You can get your Valley Patriot. Andover, no, I have a driver that does Andover, North Andover, Newbyport, Boxford, Georgetown, and I think one at Groveland. And um, he had heart surgery a couple, couple, uh, maybe four or five weeks ago, and he's still oh, not back. Okay. So I haven't found anybody to do those routes. So um, I'm, I'm kind of like, while I'm driving around, if I got a friend in the car, I'm like, you know, let's, let's do Main Street, North Andover, you know, before we go back to the office or whatever. So I'm doing Andover, North Andover, piecemeal. Most of those papers should be out within the next day or two. And uh, I have to tell you, the front page uh, of uh, the front page story is, uh, if you watch this show on a regular basis, you don't even have to read the front page story because we took the best answers from the two police chiefs that we hear uh, two weeks ago who are talking about the opioid crisis. We transcribed their best answers and we put them in print because a lot of people who read the Valley Patriot don't see the podcast, don't listen to the podcast. So we've got you know all this cross-medium stuff that we're doing between the website, uh, the podcast, the print media, and you would think that people who watch the show read the newspaper and vice versa, but that's definitely not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at our numbers on our podcast numbers or even when we pull up the website numbers on who has visited the website and read you know news stories throughout the week, it's, it's, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's all, so we have about 20,000 readers – of the print edition, who read the physical paper, and uh, only about a third of those, maybe it's actually less than a third, actually like pay attention to what we do online, right? Because a lot of people who read the paper are, are elderly voters, right? And they're not online, most no. of them. Although after COVID, some of them are starting to. They're starting to figure out Zoom and <laughs> what's that Twit book thing, and you know they're trying to work it out. Um, so we, we are getting yep. more and more people who are a little older following us online, following the podcast. But for the most part, they're three totally different audiences. In fact, the uh, I've got about 16,000 people following me on my personal Facebook page. We've got about 12,000 who follow the Valley Patriot page. And when I did a cross-reference to see if it was like all the same people, it's almost none of the same people. So if you're following the Valley Patriot Facebook page versus my page, the difference is I don't share my opinions on the Valley Patriot page. The Valley Patriot page is for news. And I always said and always believed that a news site, a news organization shouldn't be in the opinion business. And yes, we write one editorial every month, but for the most part, um, if you go to my page, you're going to get my snarky comments about, you know, President Mr. Magoo and, you know, what I think about uh, certain city councilors and all that. And then, but if you go to the Valley Patriot page, you're not going to find that. And it's always interesting how people who are elected officials themselves, even though they're in the business, have no idea the difference between Tom Duggan, the reporter, versus Tom Duggan, the guy who's got an opinion, who kind of like, you know, follows this stuff and has mm-hmm. things to say about it. And I often have, especially in Methuen, but in other places too, people say, yeah, but you're not objective. And, and, and I always laugh at that because nobody's objective, right? Everything that we see, everything that we interpret in our lives is based on our personal experiences and what we think about things and where we're coming from, what our political views are. So nobody's really objective all the time. In fact, being objective, I think, is, 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 a, is an incorrect phrase. 
you can be objective about something. For example, I have a, a couple of friends over the, over the years that have um, had relationship problems, and they've come to me and said, do you think you could just kind of listen to both of our sides and be objective? Well, listen, I love both of these people, right? I like one more than the other, but if you're asking me to sit here and be objective and listen to both your stories and come to uh, a decision as to you know what you guys what I think about what's going on, I can be objective, but but a person isn't objective. Like it's not something that you are. It's something that you can be. And it, I know this is just a little too difficult for most of the elected officials because most of them are just not very bright. Um, but there is a big difference between, um, for example, uh, uh, Anderson Cooper can come on on CNN and do a straight. He doesn't, but he can come on CNN. <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, and give a straight news story. Here's what happened. The president said this. The opposing party said that. And uh, if it doesn't get passed, this is what's going to happen. And he can be objective. Um, CNN doesn't do that, obviously. They come out and say Donald Trump's a lying liar who lies, and you should think that he lies because we think he lies. But they can be objective. And in fact, in the last week, I was shocked, shocked, that Jake Tapper on CNN, of all people, like the, one of the least objective people alive, one of the, one of the people who, who makes no effort to be objective about anything, actually had a moment of ob- objectivity last week. Wow. And he had on the uh, uh, Michelle, I think her name is Michelle Walensky. She's the head of the Centers for Disease Control. And boy, did he put it to her. He, he and again, I had to look up twice to make sure I was watching CNN when I was listening to him talk. He had her on by Zoom, and he's asking her, well, wait a minute, we've now found out that 40, I think it was 43% of the COVID hospitalization cases that have been reported over the last two years are fake. They're not real. They're people that went into the hospital because they had to have a, 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 a hip replacement, a knee replacement, and they tested positive when they got there. And the hospitals were reporting that to the CDC, but the CDC was counting them as COVID cases. Now, if I'd had time, I would have brought in the clips of me and Neil Perry the week that the week after the country got shut down. And I went through this back then, two years ago, the week after the country got shut down, (coughs) saying this is all baloney. Don't believe the numbers. Don't believe what the government's telling you. Even though it was Donald Trump who was president at the, at the time, I continued to come in here and say, don't believe what the government is telling you. The government lies. Now, it's amazing how many people want to just conform. It is amazing to me how many people just want to do what they're told. They don't want to question authority. They don't want to question anything that's going on. And by the way, not only do they want to conform to whatever they're told to do, they want to yell at you for not conforming because the fact that you're, whether it's not getting a vaccine, not wearing a mask, whatever it is, they're mad because you, by virtue of you not conforming, it's highlighting the fact that they are conforming. And that's why, they get, that's why that lady screamed at me a couple of months ago down at the smoke shop here in Salem, in Salem, yelling and screaming that I wasn't wearing a mask and that I was going to get people killed. It wasn't because she was seriously concerned about other people's lives. No, it wasn't. It was a little bit of virtue signaling, but it was more the fact that I wasn't wearing a mask highlighted the fact that she was a sheep. She was just doing what she was told. She wasn't questioning authority. So Jake Tapper gets the head of the CDC on, and he's questioning her, and she refuses to answer the questions. And he kept saying, but how is it that this happened? Why would the CDC count 
cases of people that were going in for, say, heart surgery who coincidentally tested positive for COVID, why were they counting all of those people as COVID hospitalizations? And in fact, there have been people who have died from car accidents who te- whose bodies tested positive for COVID post-mortem, and they were counting the deaths in the national numbers as COVID deaths. Now, I remember when that conversation happened, Neil Perry was here. And he is, you know, I mean, for whether you like him, you don't like him, he's a sheep. He, he, he's going to follow. He's going he's gonna to conform, right? And so he kept looking at me going, oh, come on, Tom. Tom, you think it's a big conspiracy, Tom? Tom, it's a conspiracy theory. You know, it's because of where you come from, he kept saying. Well, everyone, well, you know, you've got a bias. You're, you're a right winger. Well, yeah, all of that is true. All the, I, am a, I do consider myself a right-winger. I'm not a Republican, so please stop calling me a rhino because I'm not a Republican. Um, but I am a conservative. I am a right-winger. If, if that's what you want to label me, I'll accept that. But that has nothing to do with any of this. What this has to do with is the fact that we have watched year after year how our government has lied to us about so many things. It's ridiculous. I mean, we, we know now that the Gulf of Tonkin never happened. We know that we were... That, that what we were told about why we went to Vietnam, let's just go back to Vietnam, right? What we were told about why we went into Vietnam, we now know was a lie. We know it was a lie. And how many other things were a lie? How many other things did the government do that they just outright lied to us over? I mean, I mean we were told that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. The government just outright lied to us. And yet, no matter how many times they lie, they lied about Iraq, they lied about Afghanistan, they lied about... Uh, Vietnam, the, the Tuskegee experiments, the government lied to people. They have lied and lied and lied and lied every single day of every single week of every single year since I've been alive. And yet the government comes out and says, okay, stand on your head and recite poetry, and 50% of the fucking country is going to stand on their head and recite poetry and get mad at me for not doing it. I think if there's going to be a theme to this show for however short it's going to be, because I don't plan on being here for very long, although sometimes those are the longest shows, who knows, right? Is that we need to start questioning authority. We need to start questioning what we think we believe. We need to start questioning who are the experts among us, because we were told by experts. I remember Tony Fauci, the, the, uh, the god of the left and the demon of the right, I think he's probably somewhere in the middle, although I think he's closer to being a demon than a, than, a, than a god, but, you know, that's up to interpretation. He came out and told us right before the lockdowns that masks don't work. Remember that? Masks don't work. There's, he said the only reason to wear a mask would be to virtue signal, to show people that, you, that you're, you're caring about someone else. It's just a placebo effect, he said. It's exactly what he said. He said it was a placebo. And then a few weeks later, he's talking about uh, not only locking down the country which, by the way, we were told was going to stop the spread and never did, another lie by our government. But weeks after that, he told us not only do masks work, but we should be mandated to wear masks. And then we were told, by the way, that we have to get a vaccine. you got to get a vaccine. And by the way, every single moment of every day that you put on the news, whether it's Fox, CNN, MSNBC, whoever it is, it's vaccine, 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 vaccine. They just keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Why? Because they want you to comply. And they've told us that the vaccine works. The vaccine works until people started getting COVID with the vaccine. And then they said, oh, it works, but it doesn't, it doesn't um, stop you from getting the virus. It, it just stops you from getting more sick. Now, how do you measure that, by the way? If you're a skeptical person like I am, how do you measure whether or not you would have been more sick 
had you not had a vaccine. There's no way to measure that. There's no way to know it, right? There's no way to know what would have happened had you not done something. There's no science on it. So how do they know? And then this Omicron variant comes out, and most of the people, vast majority of the people who are getting this Omicron variant of the coronavirus have had the vaccine. So now let's review just on these few things alone. We were told masks don't work. Then we were told we're going to wear a mask. Maybe she wear two masks. Maybe wear three. Maybe that'll help. Come to find out they don't work. But get the vaccine because if you, don't, if you get the vaccine, you won't die. Oh, people are dying? Oh, all right. Well, if you get the vaccine, you won't get more sick. The government has lied to us and lied to us and lied to us. Why? Because that's what governments do. It's not just our government. You think the Chinese government tells their people the truth? You think the, the government of Indonesia tells their government, t- government tells their people the truth? Russia, you think Putin is telling his people the truth about everything going on? No. Governments, by virtue of being a government, are going to lie to their people because the people who run those governments want to either maintain power or seize power. And that's what really what government is all about. In this country, it used to be about the government protecting our individual rights. That's gone. That America, the America I grew up in, is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Because now you've got 50% of the people in this country who believe that it's the government's job to tell people what to do. It's the government's job to force you to do things that are in the health interest of the country, even though they're not really following the science. And they've lied to us about global warming, which used to be global cooling until it stopped cooling, and then they said it was warming until it stopped warming, and then when it stopped warming, they called it climate change. You went from global cooling to global warming to climate change, and you know, when they finish changing it, it's just going to be what it, what it has always been, which is just weather right? It's what it is. The earth has been warming and cooling off and on for the last two billion years, long before people were here. There was an ice age, there was a dinosaur age, but the dinosaur age ended when the ice age came. And it wasn't because of fossil fuels, cow farts, and and the emissions coming out of your car. So the government lies to us. They lie at the local level, they lie to us at the state level, for sure at the state level. Um, At the state level in Massachusetts, they told us that they had to ban Newport cigarettes. I smoke Newports, all right? So when I need Newport cigarettes, I have to, in my condition, go down to my car, drive to Salem, New Hampshire, get out of my car, go buy a a carton of Newport cigarettes, and then go back to Massachusetts because the Massachusetts legislature and Charlie Baker told us that Newport cigarettes were the gateway to teenagers smoking. And that a lot of teenagers start with the flavored cigarettes, the menthol cigarettes. So we're going to stop that. And by, and by the way, while they were doing that, they outlawed uh, flavored vaping pens, which I'm not sure why those are even legal to begin with. Like, I'm not for outlawing something once it's out. But before it comes out, there should be some kind of test to show that it's, it's going to be completely safe. And we know vaping pens are not. But they banned the new ports and they banned the vaping pens because it was going to attract children. But you know what they made legal? Putting weed in in candy. You can go get gummy bears with weed in it and get as high as you want, but you can't buy a pack of Newports. You can't get a vaping pen that's that's an orange flavor or a strawberry flavor because that might attract children. Candy with with drugs in it, that's not going to attract children though, right? Right. Right. So I I guess my point here at at the beginning of the show is the government lies. And... 
what's staggering to me is that when the government lies, the people who choose to just go along with the lie because it's just easier, they want to live their life, they don't want to, they don't want to have to read up on everything to find out what they're being told is true or not true. They take the easy way out and they just believe it and they conform. But then they turn around and they harass the people that don't, right? You're a conspiracy person. You're a crazy person. If you, don't, if you believe that the election was stolen in 2020, you're a conspiracy nut, don't question anything. Today, the head of the Oath Keepers was arrested by the federal government. Now, if you had any doubts whatsoever whether or not the so-called insurrection of last year of January 6th, I think it was, if you, have, if you had any doubt at all that the federal government had law enforcement agents in that crowd pushing into the Capitol and, and, and doing it to hurt the Donald Trump cause, if there was any doubt at all, today's news that they arrested the head of the Oath Keepers should tell you everything that you need to know. Now, I know a lot of the Oath Keepers. Um, I've spoken to their groups many times. We've had pro-police rallies. In fact, we had a pro-police rally. Joe Solomon and I did a pro-police rally in Methuen I'm going to say like maybe 10, 12 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. I might be, I'm always off on the time, so don't hold me to the time. Could have been six years. Uh, we did it at Methuen High School, and it was right in the middle of all the BLM stuff. Cops were getting shot. There were riots all over the country, and we wanted to show support for law enforcement. And the morning of the, of the rally that we were going to have, went on Twitter and found out that Black Lives Matter, the Boston group, was retweeting all of our tweets and letting all of their peeps know that we were having a pro-cop rally. And we had seen what they had done to other pro-cop rallies. They'd gone in and committed all kinds of violence and hurt people. So I immediately tweeted the guy that I had met up in Vermont who was an Oath Keeper. He's one of the big guys like in the Oath Keepers. He's like one of the grand poobahs. Um, and I said, look, this is what's going on. We want to do this in Methuen, but BLM is tweeting all our stuff. We're afraid they're going to come and cause trouble. We don't need trouble in Methuen. They showed up with 15 guys on motorcycles, armed, 15 armed guys on motorcycles, and surrounded the entire thing at, at Methuen High School to make sure that nobody got in that wasn't supposed to be there and that anybody caused trouble was going to be dealt with very quickly. And after that, we went out and we had some dinner. And after that, we, get, we got to be pretty good friends. And I have to tell you, if they're going after Oath Keepers now, nobody's safe. You're not safe. I'm not safe. If you belong to the local exchange club, the Rotary Club, the Lions Club, whatever it is that you belong to, nobody's safe if they're going after these guys. There's, there's, there's zero evidence. I don't care what the federal government says at this point. There is zero evidence that the Oath Keepers planned an insurrection. We know what happened on January 6th. Anybody who watches it with even a slightly objective mind knows that on January 6th, Donald Trump had his final rally and members of the federal government who, had been, who are and have been loyal to the other side, the Democrat Party, through all of Donald Trump's four years, infiltrated that crowd and worked their way to the Capitol and pushed their way into the Capitol and encouraged and yelled and screamed on bullhorns for people to invade the Capitol. And that's why it happened. And... You can say, if you hate Donald Trump, you're not going to want to hear that, right? If you hate Donald Trump, you want to believe this was an insurrection. Donald Trump planned it. He got together with the Oath Keepers. It was a big cabal in the back room with smoky, you know, a smoke-filled room in the back. But come to find out the evidence says so totally different. There are multiple people who have been identified on video by multiple national news mediums that are credible that show there were people that were at the front of the line of this so-called insurrection 
that were encouraging people to storm the Capitol, that were pushing through the barriers, that were pushing through the police officers and yelling at people to continue to push in. They were inciting a riot. That's what they were doing, and they did it. They incited a riot. They incited a so-called insurrection. Now, we keep hearing this word insurrection. It's, it's not an insurrection. What happened in Afghanistan was an insurrection, right? That was an insurrection. The Civil War in this country, there were insurrections going on in this country. But a bunch of guys going in and walking around and stealing paper clips and I mean, no, there was no violence committed by almost none of the, 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 the so-called protesters, so-called insurrectionists. There was almost no violence committed by them. When they finally got into the building, they weren't looking to kill anybody. They were chanting, yeah, kill Mike Pence, whatever. But when they got there, they weren't doing it, right? I mean, if you were going to really try and take over the United States of America, first of all, taking over the Capitol isn't going to do it for you. Because you can take over a building. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. We still have a functioning government. We still have police officers and a president and all the other stuff. So I hesitate to call it an insurrection, although I did that day because, boy, I got swept up in it. And it sure looked bad. But now, a year later, what we know for sure is that there were members of the federal government, whether they were employed or they were agents of the government or they were confidential informants of the government, that went out and committed some of these crimes. And by the way, we know that they got, that the, anybody who says that that doesn't happen, we know it's happened. Go back and look at Martin Luther King. The federal government infiltrated all of those civil rights groups. And whenever they were getting together to march over a bridge or to march for civil rights, they would inspire violence because they wanted the civil rights move, movement to fail. And we know this because it's documented. There have been court cases. There have been books written about it. There have been documentaries about it. And yet, as Americans, as free-thinking people, we can know that the government lied to us about Iraq. They lied about Vietnam. They lied about Afghanistan. They lied about a lot of things daily. And when someone comes out and says they lied about this, no, 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 Tom, that's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy theory, Tom. You're saying that because you like Donald Trump. No, maybe you're taking your position because you don't like Donald Trump. But when Donald Trump was wrong, I remember coming in here and doing at least three shows about the things that Donald Trump had done that were just utterly stupid and why he shouldn't have done it. Just because I supported Donald Trump doesn't mean I'm a blind follower like the people who, well, I would say a lot of the people who condemn me when I try to defend when I think he's right. We have been lied to and lied to and lied to, and that's the theme of today's show. And why is it, to, is it to depress you? No, it is somewhat depressing, though, when you think about it. But it's because people need to start waking up. We need to start waking up, especially at the local level, especially at the state level, because that's where you have the most control. You know, at the federal level, we don't have really much control. We can believe it or disbelieve it, but it's mostly out of our hands. At the state and, and, and federal, at the state and local level, we have a lot of control over who represents us and what are the themes and the policies and the positions that they're going to hold once they're in government. But even at that level, we, we, we get lied to. I mean, how many times did Neil Perry sit here and say, no, 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 Tom, Tom, there's no us versus them. There's no other, we're all the same, right? We covered that a couple of weeks ago. We're all the same, Tom. We're all, even the city councils that don't get along with Tom, we're all on the same page for Methuen. And then he does, a couple months later, he does a podcast where he says that his number one priority is to stop them from running the show in Methuen. But there can't be a them if there's no us versus them, right? If we're all on the same team, how can there be a them? 
And in Lawrence, when Dan Rivera ran for office, he promised he was going to take care of the downtrodden and the poor in the city. And really what he did was he lined his political pockets and took a job with the governor at the state level and took care of himself. Because he threw TMF out of the bus stop. That's the group that feeds homeless people every Wednesday night. They were at the bus stops. They had overhang. So at least even though they were outside, they had some kind of cover from the, from the, from the elements. And then he had the DPW bulldoze homeless encampments throughout the city on a regular basis. In fact, I used to go live on Facebook, drive around the city when I'd go to police calls, and in between, I'd go to like some of the tent cities that were way out of the way and bring them like blankets and food on a, on a, on a cold night because people would donate them and bring them to me and say, if you're driving around, you see a homeless person, here, give them a blanket. So they're like, all right, great. Sounds like a good idea to me. I had to stop going live when we do that. We still do it, by the way. We do it a couple nights a week. But I can't go live anymore because when I was going live, Dan Rivera had the cops following my feed, watching to see where the homeless encampments were, and then three days later, they'd go bull- bulldoze the homeless encampments. So how does that help? Yet when he ran for re-election, he was for the downtrodden. He was for the downtrodden. He was for the poor and the people who couldn't take care of themselves. The people who are in elected office will lie if they can get away with it. And some of them will lie even if they can't get away with it. Some of the lies that we've heard over the last just couple of weeks are provably untrue. And yet they keep saying it. The president gave a speech, was it yesterday or the day before? I don't know because my days all kind of merged together. Um, but he made a speech where if, if you're not with him on his new, quote, voting rights bill, which, by the way, is there any bill there that doesn't have voting rights? Can somebody give me the name of one person that doesn't have voting rights? Okay, so I'm not sure why we need a voting rights bill. Everybody's got the right to vote. It's very simple, right? But he got up and he gave a speech that said, if you're not for voting rights, you're a racist. You're with, you're with Bull Connor. You're with uh, uh, George Wallace. You're with the KKK. You're not, you're not for voting rights. You, you hate Martin Luther King. You hate black people. But if you actually read the bill, there's, there's nothing really in the bill that gives anybody voting Rights. We already have voting rights. It's just like when Elizabeth Warren starts talking about women's rights. Women need more rights. What more rights do they need? We have a constitution. Women can vote. Women can get a job. Women get paid the same as men. And by the way, here's another lie that they tell you. Women get paid 10 cents less on the dollar than men get paid. No, they don't. They don't. That's just a lie. In fact, that's not just a lie. That's a fucking lie. That's one of those lies that sends me over the edge every time I hear it because people believe it. And here's what the Democrat Party did with that lie. On average, if you take all of the women and all of the men in America and you add up what each of them make, women are making 10% less than men on average. Why are we making laws based on averages? Averages don't mean anything. A lot of women don't work because they're home taking care of children. So, of course, their income is going to be zero. So when you add that into the equation against the majority of men who are not staying home taking care of of children, they're out working, and you add in the men's salary to the zero, and you average it out, yeah, women make less. Of course women make less. Duh. But people who are supposed to be really smart, who have a lot of power in in our government, who have a lot of power in our media, who have a lot of power over, over influencing people's opinions, will get up and say, Elizabeth Warren says it every time she speaks, over and over and over and over and over and over again, that women get paid less than men. No, they don't. Because we actually have equal rights laws in this country. 
We have laws in this country that say if you hire a man and a woman for the same job, you have to pay them the same. It's already codified into law. In fact, it was codified into law, I think, I don't know, back when Kennedy was president. So what is it that they really want when they say stupid things like that? What they want is they want to pander to women because they know that the, the Democrat Party needs the woman vote to seize or maintain power. That's what it's really all about. Why did they keep spend, Why did they spend four years saying Donald Trump was a racist and hates black people? Look, anybody who's got any kind of an objective mind, even if you hate Donald Trump, have to know that Donald Trump doesn't hate black people. And he's not a Nazi. He doesn't hate Jews. His wife married a Jew. His son-in-law is a Jew. His grandchildren are Jews. But yet they came out every day on CNN and called him a Nazi. Why? Because they have to get the low-information voter, the people who don't know what Jim Crow laws were, the people that don't know what real racism was, the people who don't understand what the Holocaust was, they need those people, who are, the people who are dumb, who don't know their history, to side with them. So they create a caricature, and they push out these lies, and they push out these lies, and they push out these lies. I, I was on my way here, and I heard on, on CNN that they arrested the head of the Oath Keepers, and I was like, you know, I was 80% sure that the insurrection of January 6th was bullshit, that it was incited by federal agents, by people who are... Um, agents of the Democrat Party to try and destroy Donald Trump's chance of ever getting elected ever again to anything, which, by the way, you failed miserably. The guy's got a shot now. He actually does have a shot now. I don't think he should run, but he does have a shot. But that's why it happens. And so I want my audience, my audience is generally a little smarter than most people because they pay attention, not because they watch this show or listen to the show necessarily. But if you're listening to a show like this, you're someone who's got to be an open-minded person. Because I say things that piss off the right, and, and you believe me, you should see my, my hate mail that I get from people who are far right wingers. And I get tons of hate mail from people on the left. Because when the right is wrong, I'm going to come in and tell you the right is wrong. And they've been wrong about a lot of stuff. And when the left is wrong, and they're wrong probably more than the right, I come in and I tell you that. And then I get accused of, well, you're a right winger, you can't be objective. I'd like for you guys to try and look at the world, look at the news when you're watching the news, especially if it's a mainstream news media like NBC, as skeptically as humanly possible. And don't just accept what people tell you. We know that throughout the riots, through a lot of the BLM riots, we know that a lot of the people that committed violence weren't members of BLM. And again, I'm not a guy that supports BLM. I'm not sitting here trying to make excuses for those assholes. But the fact is there were people who infiltrated BLM to cause violence to give BLM a bad name. Now, I don't know why they would want to do that. BLM's name is bad enough as far as I'm concerned. They want to murder cops. They want to kill cops. They want no law enforcement. They want chaos in our streets. They want to open up the jails. And they want all the prisoners to be roaming free to victimize the rest of us. That's what they want. And yet there were still members of the government. There were still people associated with the government who infiltrated BLM to incite more violence to make them look worse than they already did. There's proof of that, by the way, if you look at any of the videos that you watch on Twitter. So it's on both sides. I'm not here to tell you that one side's always right and the other side's always wrong, although I think one side's probably right more than the other. But wherever you stand on that issue, question everything. Question everything, no matter what it is. You know, we have people say, well, we know so-and-so committed murder. Um, We know that. And I say, well, how do you know that? That's just what the media told us. 
Remember Kyle Rittenhouse was supposed to be this, uh, this vigilante who was out there to gun down black people for no f- just for fun. Kyle Rittenhouse was supposed to be gunning down black people for fun. That's why they prosecuted him, because he was a murderer. Come to find out the three people that he shot were white. And you know that when they actually showed the trial on television, how many reporters on CNN and, and MSNBC and Fox came on and talked about how shocked they were to learn for the first time that the three people Kyle Rittenhouse had shot were white? Because for two years, there was a media narrative that he was a racist and he was gunning down black people for fun. So by the way, it's not just the government that lies to us. The media lies to us even worse. People control the media. By the way, that's why when you read the Valley Patriot, when you go to the Valley Patriot website, if you go to my personal page, you're going to get my opinion. You might not like it. That's fine. But when you go to the Valley Patriot page, when you go to the Valley Patriot website, Diana DiZoglio is a state senator. She writes a column for us. We don't change one word. Even though she's a left-wing Democrat. Linda Campbell writes a column for us. We don't change one word. You know why? Because the other news state, the other news outlets will take a press release from an elected official and rewrite it to give it the slant that they want you to have when you come away from reading it. What we want to do at the Valley Patriot is let the news source themselves get the message that they want out. We want to publish it in whatever form we can so that you can consume it and decide for yourself. Now, there's at least two things in this edition that I think the people who wrote them are totally full of shit. And the first email that I got was from somebody saying they couldn't believe that I would support such a position. I'm not even going to say what it is because it's not important. What's important is that people automatically assume that because they read it in my paper that I agree with it. And I don't. I don't agree with it even a little bit. But the person who wrote it has the right to, to, to give their opinion, to give their perspective, and have it be published without it being bastardized by some editor in some room somewhere to try and put a slant on it. When you're consuming the news, please do that. Please read, when you're reading the Eagle Tribune and they're giving you a quote from an elected official, go online and do a little, just a little bit of research to make sure that that quote wasn't taken out of context and that, they weren't, that, they, that the story wasn't slanted just a little bit so that you will believe what they want you to believe. Will, if, if you haven't read George Orwell's 1984, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. Because we're living it. It was written as a warning as to what could happen in a free society if we let the government get too strong. It was written as a warning for humanity. And too many of the people in our media and in our government are using it as a manual as to how to seize power from those of us who are free-thinking people. Is that really true? Is it really two minutes? I just basically talked for an entire 40 minutes. Yep, told you you could Even do though it. I had nothing going. <laughs> All right. Well, we should hit our sponsors. For today. Yeah, let's hit the sponsors. <laughs> we'll roll up Melvin Taylor. We'll hit yeah. the sponsors. We didn't really have much to go today. But I, 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 I normally don't. I, I would prefer to come in and talk about local stuff every week. And we will talk, by the way, hilarious that Jim McCarty's running for state representative. We're going to do a whole show on that at some point. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I did want to at least touch on national stuff today a little bit because it's just, it's, it's, it's actually kind of comical that they've arrested the head of the Oath Keepers. Because if you've met those guys even for five minutes, you know for sure that these guys could never have anything to do with any kind of insurrection. One of the guys, sponsors, McLennan Real Estate, Century 21 on Broadway in Methuen. We love those guys, and we will have uh, Matt McLennan come on and talk about the real estate market again at some point this month. Uh, AFC Urgent Care, love Lisa Williams and her husband and Zaka, everybody over there. Marseille and Son Construction. 
EIS, investigation and gun training. They also do like security work too. So if you got a, a, a lot of people not coming into work and you need someone to guard your building, give the EIS investigation to call. Borelli's Deli, where I'm going to get all kinds of things today. I'm, gonna, I'm treating myself today. Tomo and Happy Crab. You want to go into Tomo at the Hibachi and ask for the Emperor's Delight. It's awesome. It is. Uh, Clear Path for Veterans New England and a free shout out to Sullivan Insurance. I want to thank Chrissy and Dave at Two Guys Smoke Shop and everybody here at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We just celebrated our fourth anniversary yeah. last week. I can't believe we made it four episodes without getting canceled, but we did. <laughs> We're looking for another sponsor. If you want to sponsor the show, it's 200 a week. Give me a call. I'm sorry, 250 a month. Give me a call or hit me up on Facebook. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.